Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Couric, and this is Next Question. Do you ever wonder what your teenage kids might be talking about when you're not listening? Scary, right? Well, my guests today are the host of a very popular Gen Z podcast called Teenager Therapy, Gael Ator, Kayla Suarez, and Thomas Pham. These kids, and I do mean kids, are just 19 years old, but they are wise beyond their years, and you're going to soon hear why. I guess, Kyle, since you're more of a flaky person, how do you feel when other people flake on you? It's, it's almost like as soon as I make the decision, I think, I regret this. I If you think you know teens, think again. Their podcast is funny, honest, instructive, real, but most of all, vulnerable. Today, we're talking about tops, bottoms, masculinity, femininity, and the endless pain and struggle of finding yourself when gay. By now, we've all heard about the mental health crisis affecting so many teenagers. My guests today have become a mirror for other teens, and that's helping all of them cope by making them feel less alone. By the way, if you want to get smarter every morning with a breakdown of the news and fascinating takes on health and wellness and pop culture, sign up for our daily newsletter, Wake Up Call by going to katiecurric.com. Very high-tech operation here. I can see. <laughs> oh, I know. We're not used to this. <laughs> so one of the things I love about teenager therapy is it's really not therapy, and you're not therapists. No. You're some friends sitting around talking about a lot of different things. So tell me how that in and of itself is therapeutic to listen to. Gaia, why don't you start? Well, actually, I think at first, we didn't realize what could make us so interesting to listen to. That was one of our biggest worries. And I think we still feel that insecurity of, we're not doing anything special. We really are just sitting down and saying, hey, what do we want to talk about today? And then we talk about it pretty messily. Sometimes we go off track or we go back or we go all over the place. And I realized, I think what makes us so therapeutic for our listeners is that we have universal issues. 
at the end of the day, I think the emotions are the same. We all have that shared humanity in that aspect. And I think there's so much comfort in knowing that, okay, they're going through that as well. They're talking about it. They're dealing with it. It's just comforting. And and how do you all decide, Kayla, what you all are going to talk about? Um, it's usually just based on what's going on in our lives. Well, you all have done something like 230 episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. What started as kind yeah. of a fun yeah. exercise has now turned into a really, you know, a, a big deal, a podcast that gets a lot of downloads. I think the topics that our audience loves the most is whenever we talk about relationships, friend group drama, and what else is a good one, guys? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, we actually yeah. yeah. literally talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is the rock and roll, but we did just talk about um, drugs, and I think our listeners are really going to enjoy it. It's kind of interesting how... Because we grow up, we have new experiences, more to talk about. But also, there's just always some little tiny switch in the emotion we feel or the way we approach it that's different from the way we would have even just a year ago. So documenting that sometimes means even if we cover the same topic, it's a totally new perspective. Right. And it feels like the world is changing so quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, I imagine you all must talk a lot about social media and the pressures that come from seeing people, quote-unquote, live their best life, as yeah. Oprah would say. Yeah. Yeah, I think with that, um, I know that I try to limit myself. I mean, even with the podcast, you know, episodes air or things are posted on TikTok, I just don't like to look at it. I actively avoid it, actually, um, just because social media plays such a huge role now. And, I mean, especially TikTok. Even myself, I fall into the trap of I see these teenagers my age doing these big grand things they're traveling and I think to myself like oh I'm just in school right now <laughs> you know um but again I'm just reminding myself that not everything is as it seems on screen we'll talk a little more about kind of Gen Z and some of their concerns and the rap they get mm -hmm. uh, that might not always be accurate but but let's go back to the kind of the logistics of doing this podcast it started with five people, right? Yeah. Take me back to the genesis of this. Thomas, how did it happen? So it was actually Gael's idea, and <laughs> he was listening to Casey Neistat's couples therapy, mm -hmm. and he got really inspired by it because it was a married couple, yet he was able to relate to them on such like a deeper level than he had anticipated. And he wanted the same thing, but for teenagers, and he got five of his friends the, the idea that I pitched to them was, I think it'd be interesting to be able to hear what other teens are going through. And that was what year and you were how old? So we were 15 years old. I was 15. So was everyone else. We were not necessarily all friends with each other, but we knew of each other. And, you know, the members were interconnected in different ways. And so I asked my friends, do you want to be part of it? They said yes. And the first episode was published in like September 18, 2018. And what was the first podcast about? Do you remember? It was about our friends. We kind of, it was so funny because all we did was we just put a camera with the microphone in the middle. And then we said. Didn't you sit on a bed? We did. We did. We <laughs> sat on a bed and we didn't fit. And so. It was always so hot in the room. We were sweating. It was wow. after school. We were all so tired. Pretty low tech. Right. Yeah. Very low tech. Yeah. And it hasn't the changed. It's still very low tech. Right. I mean, that's mm -hmm. part of the ethos of the podcast is really friends sitting around talking bedroom. in somebody's mm -hmm. bedroom mm -hmm. and 
that's kind of the ritual. And then you all have dinner together, yeah. I know, yeah. after yeah. every yeah. podcast, yeah. which yeah. is exactly. so nice. And and do you think the vibe would totally change if it was in a studio like we're sitting in right now? I feel like it would. Definitely. I think you'd be the... a lot cooler, Kayla. <laughs> in terms of temperature sure. yeah. wise, yeah. anyway. The setup of the bedroom just lets us get very intimate. And, and because it's have... like a place that is just his room. Yeah. So we are exactly. all comfortable. So it's yeah. always your room, Thomas. It's always my room. Yeah. 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 And it's back at home too in Anaheim. So it's just it all feels very natural. When you were putting together the quote unquote cast Gael for the podcast, did you intentionally seek people with different life experiences. I'm curious sort of how you thought about representation when you were putting it together. Right. I mean, I was thinking about it at the level that a 15-year-old would possibly, <laughs> you'd expect to think about it, right? I <laughs> yeah. wasn't going through diversity training to no, make sure no, we assemble yeah, exactly. a diverse cast. I guess I'm expecting a lot from you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I do remember being like, well, we do want different perspectives. And Thomas was like, yeah, we should have different perspectives. Like, he, we need a girl perspective. I was like, oh, yeah, we should do that. Yeah. And we were like, okay, like, Thomas, you and me, we're gay. We need straight people. We need the straight man perspective. <laughs> and we're yeah. like, okay, let's get a girl too. And so we just kind of naturally assembled into a relatively diverse cast because we all actually have pretty different personalities. And I think it's important for listeners to kind of hear themselves in various stories and in various people, mm -hmm. you know, and life experiences. I'm sure that some listeners relate more to Kayla than they do to you or gay listeners relate to you guys and probably have some of the same questions or experiences yeah. as you two have. And I think another aspect of that is because I didn't envision it to go to where we are now. Right. Um, Were you surprised, all? Kayla, when it really took off? I of mean, course. you guys had, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it grew pretty quickly. Now you have, how many downloads do you get per episode? I'm kind of jealous, actually. <laughs> We're around like 45,000 downloads per episode. Um, yeah, it's like, like the podcast <laughs> in total over the last four years, I've gotten like over like 12 million starts. And so wow. it's been... Yeah. wild how big it is i bet it's kind of shocking right <laughs> yeah i think it kind of there. surprises people because if you go to our surprises youtube channel us. that we don't use very much it has maybe like a couple thousand subscribers and people are like oh it's a little podcast because podcast it's all behind the scenes so when right. i tell them like how big it actually is i think it catches people off guard how has the podcast evolved because it's gone from five hosts to three hosts you all are now 20, right? Or 19, almost 20. Almost 20. Almost 19, a couple months. So yeah. five years ago. <laughs> so you've matured and grown. And I'm curious um, how you've seen it evolve through the years. I feel that it's very much the same tone, but it's just us who's changing and us giving more mature opinions. Sometimes I think back to when we first started and the opinions that we were just spitting out when we were 15 years old, it just, it pains me to know that it's out there because I don't know what I was saying and it probably was not great advice or anything. But I think that's kind of what is so beautiful about this podcast is that it kind of represents and shows how much we have grown throughout the years. And it really is a coming of age story told in real time. Where are you in school again? USC. USC, both yeah. of you. Yeah. Yes. Go Trojans. So how do you do it if you're both in college? I mean, how do you find this regular time? And do you still do it in your bedroom, Thomas? Yes, I think going home just made sense for us. My bedroom has already been set up for that way. Yeah, I think 
the college thing was not as big of an obstacle as we expected it to be. Mm -hmm. And we have just been able to share so much about the whole transition from high school to college and our college experiences. Gael, why aren't you in school? Yeah, so that was a big decision, I suppose. I mean, I decided not to go to college. Why? And so I, it was You're actually a smart kind of funny. guy, I can tell. And yeah, also, this must have been really good for your college application. Oh, it was. It, <laughs> it was. was. That's what yeah, I got it to really say. did a lot for my application. Because it's so funny, because my plan was, when I was in high school, I was like, I want to create something that's a really big deal, so I don't have to focus on grades as much, and I could just let the work speak for myself, and hopefully colleges will see that. So I wanted yeah. to go to college. And when college decisions came around, the college that I was accepted to was UC Berkeley, which is in the Bay Area, right? That's a damn good school. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. And, and, it was hard, funny. and hard to get into, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's pretty hard to get into. So I was surprised. I mean, the plan worked because my grades were not like <laughs> Berkeley standards. I was in 4.0. I was like 3.3, 3.5 Bs, regular classes. But I guess they loved the work that I was doing. And at the time, I was just thinking, well, if I go to school, how am I going to manage? Am I going to be handling that well? And so I thought, maybe I just should not go because there's a momentum happening with the podcast. It was growing really quickly. And I thought, do I really want to go to school for four years, possibly pause the podcast or slow it down to focus on school and then come back and have to restart this momentum? And so I made the decision, I think I just want to focus on doing what I already do. I mean, I'm already, I was going to go to school for marketing and business. Mm -hmm, and I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I already got the hang of it somewhere. I mean, the work speaks for itself. And so decided not to go to school, focus on the podcast. And so uh, that's been my full-time job until now. Until now, meaning? Meaning, well, now I also am like working on, funny enough, the next step for me is creating a podcast network, my own startup along with Kayla. So now I guess I just fell into the career of podcasting. And so yeah. started with Teenage Therapy, but now I want to make even more. And kind of give birth to a lot of baby podcasts. Yeah. That, and do you want them all to be targeted to teenagers or yeah. are you open to other things? So it's called Astro Studios and it's a... Gen Z podcast network that's focused on developing and producing podcasts for young people that are mostly focused around self-help and helping teens answer the question, what are others going through? It's the same thesis of teenage therapy that if you share the experiences of real people, real people want to listen. And that's all really what podcasts can be. And so it's those comforting conversations that we really want to capture. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about Gen Z, of which you are a part, mm -hmm. and try to figure out what's going on with them. That's right after this. I never do that, but I just thought it was a good segue. That was great. That was good. I was going to mesmerize. And usually segues don't present themselves quite so much. I'm just starting the college process, but like there's a lot of like stigma and about like the acceptance rates and the, the extracurriculars needed. And it's like, I almost don't want to tell people where I'm applying because there's like all this judgment. Well, I have a couple of friends of mine who don't see like college is the right fit for them and they like to go to trade school, but there's certain people that will always judge you because, you know, they'll think that the college that they're going to is just better than yours. More after the break. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? I'm passionate about raising awareness about the importance of early detection and for patients and their caregivers to fully understand all available treatment options, especially those that have meaningful impact to extending survival and improving quality of life. You know, too often the length of treatment, recovery period, and debilitating side effects 
can be difficult to cope with. Our partners at Bure have reinvented cancer treatment with Meridian MRI-guided radiation therapy. For those who qualify, around 80% of patients complete treatment in as few as five sessions, often with little or no side effects. Bure is working to educate patients about this life-changing cancer treatment and where patients can find a Meridian treatment center. Innovation like Meridian gives me hope for the millions of people around the world currently battling cancer. So talk to your doctor to find hospitals where Meridian is available. Visit Bure.com. This podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like the fact that we had whole years and a half of not seeing anyone or doing anything. And how we're supposed to, like, we're, we're expected to be fully, like, social and not so awkward after. And I feel, like, unfair, I guess. Okay, so we are back with the hosts of Teenager Therapy. Let's talk about the generation that's listening to this podcast. I think a lot of people are really worried about teenagers. It's hard to be a teenager today. What are some of the things that teens are really struggling with? Well, I mean, you've heard the U.S. Surgeon General sound the alarm on the youth mental health crisis, and it seems like, for one, teens are lonely. You know, people are trying to figure out why, what could be the cause. Is it smartphones? Is it the apps on the smartphones? What is it? I mean, if you look at the data, there's clearly an issue. And I think what we see just from a personal experience is there's this disconnect from communities. But I think something that's a little bit more interesting to me is there's a lot more pressure to be this perfect person. And I think it's really weighing heavily on a lot of young young adults because you have things like cancel culture or Twitter and, you know, these media storms when you make any sort of mistake mm-hmm. that I think a lot of young people are feeling a lot of pressure to do as much as possible, be a perfect activist or a perfect citizen, a perfect human. Perfect student. Exactly, a perfect student. And it's it's just not possible, right? And so I think uh, a big problem that I see is we all need to give ourselves a little bit more grace and a little bit more forgiveness and learn that we're all going through these issues and we're figuring out little by little. And so when you go on social media and see people being 
attacked for right. different aspects that judged. they might have not known, judged. It's, it puts a lot of pressure. And it also seems, Kayla, like there, there's so much built-in competition. I mean, the world is a competitive place already. But when you have these very um, concrete ways to weigh your quote-unquote popularity through likes and through follows and things like that, is that part of it? Or what do you think is bugging Gen Z? I would say it's a part of it. I mean, it depends on, you know, the person that you're right. talking to. But I think it's just because the growing popularity of social media, you know, I feel like an abnormal amount of teens are now online starting as young from like 13, maybe even 12 or 10, which is so crazy to think about. But um, you just initially start social media for the fun of it but then you quickly realize that oh a lot of people are getting likes doing this or they're getting a lot of likes doing that and so it's just following trends in a way to gain popularity or likes or anything like that and they're also being exposed to so much so young exactly it's really scary and i think that goes for a lot of things where teenagers just don't know who to go to for their problems. You know, mm -hmm. of course, there's the classic answer of, you know, see a therapist or go to a doctor. But a lot of the times that's just not accessible mm -hmm. or it's not a conversation that you just casually bring up with your parents. And and a lot of people honestly can't afford it. Exactly. I mean, that's a yeah, that's yeah. a whole other issue. So the answer yeah. isn't as simple as just go to therapy. That's right. Right. It yeah. starts. I mean, it's such a fundamental issue that one of loneliness and because one, we're lacking community. I mean, you have these big giant cities that feel empty, feel devoid of community and genuine interaction. You have dating apps that encourage people to only talk to people online and you see people be more and more opposed to spontaneous in-person connection and right. conversation. Also, there's something about it where swipe, 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 it, 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 it makes people feel so disposable, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Like, and, and, and... There's something about that mentality that I think can then seep into real life. When you're on those dating apps, you're constantly looking for the next best thing. Right. You know, you can never settle on just one person because you're like, what if a few more swipes and I meet somebody even prettier or, you know, somebody even better? And it's always that mindset that then translates into your real life where yeah. you just aren't happy with what you're seeing in person. You're never satisfied. Exactly. I think a thing of of um, a quality that I, Gen Z doesn't, in my eyes, f feels lacking is the ability to work on more relationships and not throw them away so easily. I think, you know, at times the wrong advice can get passed around of protecting your peace and not letting anyone disturb it and anyone that doesn't serve you, you kind of disregard them. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of the fulfilling relationships do come from putting in the work to talk about the issues, which I think is why our message resonates because we just really want to show people vulnerability and talking about your issues openly is what creates meaningful connections. They're not just this instant chemistry type without work. I mean, it takes work. What have you noticed, Thomas, that you're quiet over there about <laughs> They're Generation just all my Z? Yeah, well, it's hard to ever feel satisfied and happy with your life if you see people your age already doing the things you want to. And it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel kind of hopeless. But I also want to acknowledge that social media has done a lot of good for Gen Z as well. It has, I feel like, made us feel very educated on a lot of topics that we mm -hmm. otherwise would not have known. And it's a way for us to connect. I mean, even just doing this podcast, it wouldn't have been possible without 
social media. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the ultimate double-edged sword, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are so many good things and so many terribly destructive things yeah. as well that, that come with it. And I think the pandemic only exacerbated what was already percolating mm-hmm. in terms of the lack of community and the social isolation that a lot of people are experiencing. You know, it's interesting. They're they're not having these real-life experiences because they're living so much of their lives virtually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's a concern, too, because I don't think there are enough spaces for teens to gather and have the sense of community that we want to build and encourage. And so that's a big issue, something that I actually feel very passionate about is creating more third spaces that aren't school or work where as a young adult, as an adolescent, you could go and hang out with your friends and not be fine for loitering or for not being where you're supposed to be. So if your friends don't have houses, where do you and your friends go? Maybe you go to a park, but then it's cold. So you'd rather just stay inside and interact online. We used to go to the mall. You see, malls are dead. I mean, yeah. there's not much to do. It just feels like where do you go where you just want to feel at peace, right? Like a big dream of mine is where do teenagers go when they're lonely? I mean, if you don't have people in your school that you enjoy, if you don't have people at home that you enjoy, if you don't have any spaces that you enjoy, where do you go to get that sense of connection or even just to feel at peace? Because how do you escape it all in a way that is safe? And I would love to start that with teenager therapy. I think that's a big goal is creating more spaces where people can gather and there's young people that go and you know that's somewhere you can meet new people that isn't necessarily dating apps. So I think Gen Z is actually on the same wavelength as you as we don't enjoy dating apps we're tired of them we want to meet people in person have that interaction yeah i don't know it's like we say we want human connection but then when it's presented to us all of a sudden we're like actually it's because we're not used to it yeah yeah Yeah. everyone's always at target once you get your license like everybody is there's nowhere else to go and it's open till 10 so everyone's always at target it's crazy it's actually wild oh yeah oh yeah it's like a cool basement oh that's teen currency yeah I feel cool basement, like, oh, and good snacks. Good snacks, that's a big one. Yeah. I like hanging out in person better than online. Way better. You don't, there's nothing, nothing beats the real thing. When we come back, how can parents connect better with their teens? We'll have some advice for them. This podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I want to be done with teenage times. Because everyone's always on top of you for, a, for like, no reason. You look up to your parents as a role model, right? And... 
Sometimes you don't think your parents are real people. So sometimes if they just like open up to you, like the mistakes they've made in their life, maybe they like, okay, like it's happened to my parents before and I won't feel like a total outsider if I make a mistake. Just kind of tell us about like their high school struggles so it makes us feel less alone in ours. Thomas, how can parents do a better job, especially given the loneliness epidemic, you know, the pressures young people are feeling? How can parents help more? I think just like emotional availability. I think the reason why a lot of kids hide from their parents is because they don't literally, they really don't give them the time or space to be talking about those issues. Or if they do, they feel that there's going to be a consequence for it. And I think even just seeing how Gen Z believes that they're going to be the next generation of parents that are going to do better. I think the current parents can look at that and it's not too late to become that parent and be able to let your children feel comfortable about sharing their issues with you. Have many parents listened to the show? Do you think parents are learning from your conversations just as as your teen listeners are? I know that they have because we've received some comments and like DMs about them listening, which is... um, Negative or positive? Positive. Positive because it helps them understand their child a little bit more, which is always nice to hear because it shows that they're taking some step in the right direction. And I think that's a huge part, too, of just we would want to see our parents show us that they're also trying to learn, you know, rather than us always having to talk about our feelings. Why don't, you know, why don't you talk about it too? You know, I think a big part is also just leading by example, because I feel vulnerability in a way is contagious. You know, if you see one person talk about their feelings, it makes you more inclined to talk about it. Parents just um, like to put up this act of, they know what they're doing. They're always they have all They're the fine. Answers. They have all the yeah. answers, which I know is not right at all. Um, so I think just being honest about that would would go a long way. What do you think? Okay. I agree. I think whenever, you know, sometimes we will speak at panels and one of the questions we get, which is funny, is just how can I have my children feel more comfortable opening up to me? I always give them the same answer that I think vulnerability, you can't expect it without giving it in return. So I think to parents, if you want your kid to open up, you have to open up yourself. You have to show when you cry, when you're feeling hurt, when you're feeling vulnerable. And that's what really gives the message, okay, it's safe. Like, I can do this too. You're not just this parent, you're this human being. It shows a lot of humanity. I wanted to ask you about one thing that I think is contributing to the generation gap. And that is the change in how we view the LGBTQ plus population. Gender identity and sexual orientation is so much more normalized among young people and not judged or criticized or otherized in the way it was when I was growing up. And I read a statistic recently that said 21% of Gen Z self-identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or something other than heterosexual. Mm. So that's nearly twice as many as millennials, and the gap gets even bigger among older generations like mine. Mm. I don't know. I'm just very interested in your perspective on it. Honestly, it's like, how can you not be open-minded at this point? After everything that's happened, it's almost like we don't really have a choice but to be ourselves and really speak up when we can because of the platforms we've had. I think Gen Z just has this 
openness to change that a lot of other generations didn't really have. I mean, it's also because we have so many more perspectives available at all mm-hmm. times. So everything becomes normalized so much quicker. But when you're exposed to something new every day, it's hard to be shocked or against it because you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, there's more to it. There's more to it. And so really, when it comes to being LGBT, it's just what can you do? No one really cares. You see it everywhere. It's just other people. It's not really something that's a lot on a lot of people's minds. I think it makes a lot of older people uncomfortable. And I'm curious how you view the reaction to the openness? Well, I think it's expected that old generations aren't as open to it. I mean, it's definitely disheartening to to see it. And you see bills like in Florida being passed around and it just makes you wonder how we're making so much progress but backtracking in some of the most important ways. I think a lot of our generation is hoping that as soon as we get into power and these older generations kind of step off. And die. You know, I can't say that. (laughs) Die out. Exactly. I mean, you'll start to see a big shift. I mean, that's the goal, at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, you're, you're seeing a lot more Gen Z being able to actually be eligible for office. And so their policies are completely different than the ones that you're seeing in older Mm -hmm. generations. And so the backlash is weird because you, I think there's just, it's just the natural pushback against new things. I mean, you're used to your old ways, so it's you're going to stick to it. Well, Thomas, tell me what your hopes and dreams are for the future. What what are you hoping to do when you graduate from USC? And Because we have these two doing mm-hmm. Astro Studios, yeah. and I'm curious what you're looking forward to. Well, I'm still very committed to the overall message of teenager therapy, and it would be nice to expand this from an American podcast to international podcasts. So you I think teenagers everywhere have the same issues? I think it's we are all experiencing very universal problems, but it would just be cool because everyone can bring in such new perspectives. And sometimes I wish that we had more because it really is just the three of us and we've all grown up in the same area. I mean, there's so many different life experiences for teenagers everywhere. You know, it'd be cool to do like a day in the life of a teenager. I I know people have done that before. They pick a single day and then they give everybody the same assignment. Mm. It would be really interesting, I think. I think that's the vision, right? Yeah, that is the vision. Yeah, for you. Yeah. Well, I'm really... Glad that I got a chance to talk to you all. You give me hope for the future, (laughs) (laughs) which sounds so cheesy and cliched, but it's true, you know? No, every every couple podcast episodes, we say a cliche (laughs) and we're like, we've accepted it's true. People say (laughs) it for a reason. They really do. Well, thank you. Thank you all for coming in and best of luck with Astro Mm -hmm. Studios and with Teenager Therapy and all the exciting things that are ahead of you in the future. Thank I'm you excited so much. for all of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have a question for me or want to share your thoughts about how you navigate this crazy world, reach out. You can leave a short message at 609-512-5505 or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Next Question is a production of iHeartMedia and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are me, Katie Couric, and Courtney Litz. Our supervising producer is Marcy Thompson. Our producers are Adriana Fazio and Catherine Law. Our audio engineer is Matt Russell, who also composed our theme music. 
For more information about today's episode or to sign up for my newsletter, Wake Up Call, go to the description in the podcast app or visit us at katiecouric.com. You can also find me on Instagram and all my social media channels. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you battling cancer? I'm passionate about raising awareness about early detection, and it's also critical to understand all treatment options, especially their impact on survival and quality of life. ViewRay has reinvented cancer treatment with Meridian MRI-guided radiation therapy, where nearly 80% of patients complete treatment in as few as five sessions, often with little or no side effects. Innovation like Meridian gives hope to millions of people around the world. Locate a Meridian at ViewRay.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.